Alright, so if I were to tell you that you, if you took a walk into the woods and you were attacked, what do you think would attack you? I don't know if anybody really wants to attack this look, but if if something were to attack me during this, uh, I would have to assume it was some... uh, some perv who really likes men who pull up their pants really, really high. Uh, and maybe show a little bit of butt. Because that's very defined right now. <laughs> well, since uh, Jake is so knowledgeable about things in the forest that attack you, it nope, is now clear that Mordu is a perv. Does it want more Mountain Dew? He's the bear from Brave. Oh, see, I don't know a lot about Brave. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I know more about my taint. I'm just going to sip my hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Pour Some Lore on Me. Today we'll be talking at great length about Jake's taint. I don't think that's advisable. <laughs> There's not enough lore that could cover uh, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll stretch it out. It's already being stretched, sir. <laughs> if it gets stretched much more, I think it's going to be bursting. <laughs> Doth thou want to me to have supreme crack? <laughs> so, just a warning, I've been kind of giggly tonight. <laughs> I, it's opened up really bad so far. We've just both made each other laugh, and it, it's a giggle day. It's a giggle day. Drinking that giggle juice. That's alcohol, traditionally. Well, today it's hot chocolate. How do you not know it's spiked? You weren't the one who got that drink first. That's very true. Someone may be poisoning the water hole. It may or may not be my taint. This is supreme betrayal. You never know when or where you may be stroking by the taint water. (laughs) <laughs> I've been informed that this has not been spiked. That's fair. There you go. Good to know. <laughs> You're going to have weird... St- oh, you probably heard it. <laughs> I mean, I heard. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> You're going to hear later. later. I, <laughs> I talked in length about my taint. <laughs> All right, well, keep it going. We got we like 55 minutes. <laughs> So anyway, PJ, let me guess. We're going to be doing something about Brave today. Yes. So today uh, we're going to be talking about the wonderful villain of Brave, Mordu, and also the Will of the Wisps from Brave. Hmm. I know so little. Have you ever seen Brave? Uh, I know she turns into a bear. Well, the main character doesn't. Merida doesn't turn into a bear. 
Her mom what? does. I what? Yeah. I seriously thought that the main character turns into a bear. What? No. What? <laughs> no, it's her mom that turns into a bear. Oh, and her brothers do, right? Yeah, her little brothers do. Okay, okay. Maybe I know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have Someone to watch turns Brave into sometime. A bear. Apparently. Yeah. Am I going to be brave enough to sit down, though, for that? The real question is... <clears throat> if you had the chance to change your fate, would you? <clears throat> no, I mean... Maybe I'd change my pants. <laughs> Give your taint a little more breathing room. Just a little bit. Doesn't just feel great to just say taint. All the Lorians out there listening in public, why don't you just say with me right now, taint? <laughs> say it with me one more time, taint. Doesn't that just feel good? Every, everyone's gone. <laughs> <laughs> They've all shut it off. By this point. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no taint episode, please. I, I don't need an episode about a taint today. I've tainted this episode. Look at me. See, I just imagine CJ out there just being really disappointed with the length of taint so far. Yeah, I feel like he's probably not going to be in this episode just so he's not associated with the taint. I respect that. I respect that. He's going to hide as much as he wants to. Maybe put a sound effect here or there. Or he'll just cut the whole episode. <laughs> we have to make a new episode. <laughs> it's actually a one minute episode of where we're like, it's about Mordu and then dead. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, this episode's about Mordu. Okay, we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. There was actually nothing on him. No lore whatsoever. Oh, but there is. Well, let's get it started. All right. So, uh, Mordu is the bad guy in Brave. Uh, he is also the protagonist of the short, The Legend of Mordu. Uh, I didn't know he, there was a short. Yeah, I didn't either. And that's where most of this lore comes from. Look, we're all going to learn, except PJ, who already knows. I mean, I, yeah, kind of know. Lord Daddy PJ. Do, do, do. Lord Daddy PJ. Eating a shrew. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Why does Lord <laughs> Daddy PJ eat a shrew? How? Why? When? Why? No, we already covered why. Why? <laughs> we, we already got how... Why? Why? When? We need where? Why? We need who? who? Why? We need what? Why? That's it. Who, why? what, when, where, why, and how. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mordu was an evil demon bear who was once a human prince and uh, the arch enemy of King Fergus, who is uh, Merida's father. So, the legend of Mordu. You ready? Oh, I am smoking ready. So, Mordu, I, I mean, it means that you've got a sweet pipe or cigar and you're just puff puffing. <laughs> yep, just like that. 
you could tell I've smoked before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, anyway. how else do you smoke? <laughs> so Mordu was once a human prince, the eldest of four brothers, uh, all the sons of a wise king beloved by his people. On one dark autumn, the king grew ill. On his deathbed, the king requested the kingdom be divided among his four sons. So together they could be the pillars that would hold it together and maintain peace. Sounds good, right? It's a good plan. Oh yeah. It looks it sounds definitely, you know, traditional safety fun times. Yeah. Uh but alas, his firstborn son felt that as the eldest and the technical heir, he alone had the right to rule the whole kingdom. And a seed of selfishness grew in him like a poison. Who put that seed in him? To his brothers, he claimed his right to rule and demanded their obedience, shattering the bonds of their brotherhood by breaking the family stone. The family stone? Yeah, you know, they had this nice little rock, and it just... It's like those little clay pots you make when you're in, like, kindergarten or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you write your name on it. Right. They just did it with a stone. No, that's so sad. And you just took it out of the cupboard and just smashed it on the ground. I hate our family! (laughs) Mom said it's my turn with the stone. I don't feel like I'd be that attached to a stone. Like, even, like, clay pots that I've made now, or, like, a long, long time ago, I'm like... Goodbye. This would make a great pile of trash. Yeah, and especially when they're like, hey, do you want to move this and like bring it to your next place that you're going? I'm like, no. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like at least for me, the less stuff I have to bring somewhere, the better. Because like now that I've moved a couple times, and you're going to learn this if you haven't, Lorians, that you just don't want to bring stuff that's unnecessary. Honestly, I think that is, like, our generation. Yeah. We just, like, don't want as much stuff. It's kind of a pain in the butt, honestly. And I wonder if it's because most people from our generation are living, like, in apartments. and Yeah, yeah definitely could be. Because we just don't have spaces. the space to put everything and we're not always in one location for a 30-year mortgage or something. So we're not, like, planning on, like, having these huge entertainment centers or something like that. And really, I mean, a lot of what we value is on our devices. Right. It's digital. So we don't yeah. need a ton of stuff. We have it all, like in the palm of our hand. Yeah, I mean, like, movie collections used to be physical, and that's not necessarily the case for everyone. Some people still, sure. But, like, people are like, yeah, I just have it on digital, and I don't have to ever worry about moving with it, because honestly, those cases can be really frustrating sometimes um, when you just need to have... And they get so heavy. Like, a bin full of, Mm -hmm. like, old DVD cases with their CDs in it, you're like, what have I done? My weightlifting regimen. It's full of Rocky in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's just multiple copies of Rocky. (laughs) This is my workout regimen. What do you have in there? A bunch of DVDs of what? Oh, you know, Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like all five Rocky movies? No. Just no. the first one. Just the first one. Over and over. That's a huge crate. Over and over and over. <laughs> you know, funny thing, I've never seen Rocky. Either have I. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting little uh series. It just tangent. got real there. That's just kind yeah. of like how I feel about things. Is I'm just like, no, it's too much to try and bring around everywhere nowadays. Yeah. I mean, geez, the stuff we, I don't think we have that much stuff and it doesn't all fit in our apartment. Right. That's the thing is like, and also you always feel like you find something that you don't remember having. And when you ever, you move, you're like, oh man, I don't even remember having this. Yeah. It's probably because it wasn't necessary to your life. That means you should have tossed it probably a long time ago. I mean, every time we move, we like go through our stuff and throw stuff out. Oh, absolutely. Well, because as, as time goes, you're like, I don't even know what this was. Yeah. And you end up accumulating more stuff. Which is why I suggest taking pictures of stuff and maybe writing yourself a note on your digital phone and you probably save it to the cloud. That way you can actually just remember what the purpose of it was and don't have to have it as clutter. That's sometimes what I do. Good idea. It's kind of like scrapbooking, except, you know... For the lazy, like me. Scrap phoning. Yep. Scrap phoning. Exactly. You're welcome. We just invented the new term. Scrap phoning! You get your history on your phone! But not the kind of history that you don't want to share with people, if you know what I mean. Eh... Incognito mode. <laughs> so, uh, back to Mortu. <laughs> Very far tangent about the stone. Anyway, I mean, look, he's just—he just knows what he doesn't want to keep. Yeah, he so knows he doesn't need that stone. He's just trying to help out his family, you know. Yeah, he doesn't need his brothers either. That's why he's just trying to get rid of them. That seems uh, like a whole different thing. That's not really a possession. I mean, they kind of are to him. <laughs> Someone's a little crazy. I mean, a little bit. He's defying his father and trying to take over. Because his words turned to war. Oh. Brother turned against brother in a war fought on four sides that changed the kingdom forever. Wow. While the eldest prince commanded a powerful army, the battle remained a bitter stalemate. Uh, starving for victory, the prince cursed his fate and stalked the woods until he came to an ancient circle of stones. The will of the wisps appeared and led him to a dark lock where, not far from the shore, was the cottage of a witch. He demanded from her a spell that could change his fate, the strength of ten men he desired, and to persuade her he offered his signet ring. The bargain was struck, though the witch could see his wounded soul. She completed the spell in the form of a potion, but offered him a choice. To fulfill his dark wish, or heal the bonds of the family he had broken. I'm guessing I know which one he chose. Yeah, he chose to heal his family. Oh, see? That's very nice. I was actually thinking he chose to get some McDonald's or something, but, you know, that's fine. Well, that's not one of the options. He had to either fulfill his dark desires, which was the strength of ten men, 
or to heal. Yeah, doesn't McDonald's give you strength of ten men? You know, (laughs) (laughs) quite the opposite. Would you say? (laughs) Whenever I eat McDonald's, I uh, definitely do not have the strength of ten men. I might feel like ten men. CJ, I need you to change that to definitely have the strength of 10 men. We need that ad revenue. (laughs) Yeah, you know, when I eat McDonald's, I just have a healthy glow. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Really appreciate that. Now just cut that and just come back right here and like nothing happened. Wow, I can't believe you agree, PJ. (laughs) You know, there's just there's just something about McDonald's. It's just... Mm-mm, good. It just doesn't taste like pink slime or anything like that. Who would ever Wait, say such thing? I, I can't. I can't use that. That's that's someone else's slogan. Oh. Mm-mm, good is Campbell's. Ba da ba ba ba. That's copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone knows, we're not actually sponsored by McDonald's for this episode. Yeah, not even close. I don't think a single person believed that. I mean, you never know. <laughs> yeah, we just know some guys like, listen, I can throw you a bone. Okay. To all the Lorians out there, if you know someone who works at McDonald's that can get us a sponsorship. Yeah, maybe a cashier. <laughs> hey. There are burger flippers, okay? There's That's true. I mean, they could be whatever they want to be, but they don't have the power to give us stuff. <laughs> Anyone has the power to give us stuff. It's all a matter of force of will. I would like to be sponsored for two Big Macs. <laughs> I just want some chicky nugs. That's all Dude, I want. with honey mustard? Ugh, mwah. Chef's kiss. Oh. Barbecue. What? Barbecue. My lovely Lorians. Chat. You, sorry, that's me being used to shit. Lorians, <laughs> are you a honey mustard or a barbecue person? Who do you side? I must know. The correct answer is barbecue. The correct answer is not barbecue. <laughs> There's going to be like a third option and we're like, oh, What? Szechuan sauce. Ketchup. (laughs) Anything that's, like, different. (laughs) I actually like to have mayonnaise. Mayonnaise isn't an instrument. Is horseradish an instrument? (laughs) That that would be... Well, horseradish (laughs) by itself would be awful for chicken nugs. But, like, if you had it with, like, like a certain other sauce with it just to make it, like, a zing, you know? Like, uh, tartar sauce? No. That's not, no. Why would you ever have tartar sauce with chicky nugs? What are you, insane? No, tartar sauce with the horseradish. I, I, that's, that's something else, though. Tartar radish. No. (laughs) No, we're talking about chicky nugs here. We don't need to bring in more shit. (laughs) I just want to know if you're team honey mustard or if you're team barbecue. Let's find out. It's what I want to know. It's very important for me. Hit up Twitter. I'm making a poll. 
Do you it know what? now. It's getting live right now. I'm going to put it up and have it for seven days. Oh my god! Doing gosh. it right now. It's happening. It's happening. All right, give us the next bit of lore while I'm writing it down. All right. So uh, now that our wonderful prince has his potion from the witch, uh, the prince baited his brothers with a false truce to meet in the father's throne room and, you know, make up and be happy brothers again. But when they met, he once again declared himself the sole ruler and demanded their obedience. When they defied him again, he drank the spell, which immediately took effect. It gave him strength tenfold, but to his surprise and no one else's, it also transformed him into a great black bear. Only by mending the bonds torn by pride could he break the spell. Instead, he accepted the form of the monster and slew his brothers in cold blood. Wow. What am what an asshat. Yo, he wanted that power. Yeah, but like cold blood and bro- yeah, I could never imagine hurting my own siblings. I mean, I've punched my brother in the face. Listen, that's not killing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the same thing. So do I need to call the cops right now on you? <laughs> Why? Because you said the same thing. Did you commit murder? I mean, eh, not in a technical sense. Sure. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to call someone. You can call me. I got my phone right here. Listen, my phone's charging. I actually can't call you right now, so if you mind. <laughs> All right. I will call. Who do you want me to call? Call Santa Claus. I think he, he needs to put you on the naughty list. Make sure you're on there. All right. I will call Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you actually have his number. I'm, uh, I'm, so, I'm shook, really. I mean, I call Santa on a regular basis. Pretty hype. I have no clue who you're actually calling. I'm calling Santa. Oh, okay. I, it, it hasn't made any sound. How so are you I'm calling just... me? Hi, Santa. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> hey, Santa, uh, Jake wants to ask you something. Kay. Listen, is PJ on the naughty list? I, I don't know if you could hear that. I didn't hear that at all. Okay, uh, Jake wants to know if I'm on the naughty list. I mean, isn't it obvious? I, I, I need so to no, know for confirmation right? here. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> that that seems seems kind of harsh. <laughs> well, maybe if you were better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Santa, come on. We're we're pals, right? You know, you, you come here, we leave cookies out for you. It's all good. So just you know, I'm 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 on the nice list. You know what you have to do to get on the nice list. You do? What do you have to do? I, I honestly I don't know. But you do know we've talked about this. What you you've talked with Santa on a regular basis, <laughs> so you've known. Okay, but I, I just 
I, I need you to refresh my memory. We've gone over this so many times, Peter. Wow, on a first name basis, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I need on to a... get back to eating cookies. <laughs> All right, Santa, we'll we'll talk later. We'll have to resolve that. Whatever you say. You didn't even say bye. Just hung up on Santa. No wonder why you're on the naughty list. Listen. <laughs> he just straight up hung up on Santa. We're we're fine. We're good. Okay. Are you though? Yeah, we're 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 gonna talk later. It's fine. Why are you calling me? Santa's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I, you you are on I'm like the sure. permanent naughty list. I'm pretty sure I just accidentally interrupted his uh, cookie eating time when he eats like a million cookies in an hour. So his time is very precious. I mean, you got to spend those 364 days somehow. Yeah, eating cookies. You're a monster. If we've learned anything, not like Mordu though. Apparently, no, I mean, you, we don't know what you've done on that naughty list. I'm not on the naughty list. <laughs> Seems to me like you are. Santa is pissed. <laughs> you, you just hung up on Santa. You didn't even say bye or thank you for your time. You just work gone. Santa and I are on a first name basis. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't hear much warmth when I heard PJ. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Are you all right there? I'm fine. You're just breaking down a little bit. Oh, and he's gone. Look what you've done, Sand. Oh, water. Or it's vodka. One of the two. Both. Ah, yes, the classic water vodka. Yeah, you know that's what everyone drinks. Clearly. Well, so, uh. That was an adventure. Yeah. Thank you, about, Santa. How about Mordu? <laughs> give he's, me more. He's definitely Dude. on Santa's naughty list. Do we have to call back? <laughs> <laughs> Santa. Santa. <laughs> Santa is Mordu on the naughty list? <laughs> of course not. Mordu's on the nice list. What? <laughs> I hated those guys. <laughs> oh, okay. You think hired him? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Whew. So Mordu, uh, after slaying, becoming a great black bear and slaying his brothers in cold blood, uh, he returned to command his army. But of course, they only saw this horrible great black bear with blood all over him and so turned against him and in his rage he slaughtered a great many while the rest fled the kingdom in terror with the armies fractured the kingdom fell into darkness and ruin and the blight of the great black mordu fell across domain wow that's kind of just straight messed up. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty sad tale. It's not a tale as old as time. No, and it's not true as it can be. 
Might as well just let it go. Yes, they just can't hold it back anymore. I don't know enough Disney songs. I can't keep going. <laughs> Damn it. Jake, you just gotta Michael put Nichols. your faith in what you most believe in. Make a man out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world. It's, it seems to be something. Yep, it definitely. Seems to be something. <laughs> seems to be something. The new song sweeping the nation. It's actually a uh, little known. The next song that they're about to put out in their next film. Yep. Seems to be mm. something. Seems to be something. Do you need a little taste? I do. Please. Sing me a there verse. There seems to be something out there. And that's all I got for you right now. <laughs> hey, that's a jam. Did you that's, hear that's got that? a sweet beat yeah it, there, there's popping stuff going on and explosions for some reason during that song well it's because there's like a factory exploding while the song is being yeah performed yeah. not saying that disney's making a fallout film but they might be making a fallout film bruh <laughs> <laughs> <Mordu>. <laughs> Well, that's uh, pretty much more due. Uh, the rest happens during the film of Brave. Oh, okay. So it's the Wisps. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's like some trivia we can do. Sure. More do if you want. Yeah. Tell me. So, uh, Mordu is the first Pixar villain who does not speak at all. Uh, his wish for the strength of ten men is the only known dialogue from him, but it's not heard from him directly. Oh, really? Guess they wanted to save some money on hiring a voice actor. I mean, he is a bear for all of uh. The better of hiring a really nice bear to make all those bear sounds. <laughs> all right, you're hired. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, ooh. It is said in the song of Mordu that he has devoured dozens, including babies. Ooh. It's unknown if this is actually true. Well, he's probably devoured at least three. At least three babies. And Mordu is unaffected by weapons. Oh? Yeah. Just any weapons? Weapons can't hurt him, apparently. That's kind of weird. I wonder why that that be that. Maybe just because it seems like has... the more than the strength of 10 men. I mean, the strength of 10 men plus his will, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, that's more do. And uh, there's a reason this is a two part episode, because while Mordu's story is interesting, it's not very long. Right. So right, that is why. Sense. We're also covering the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, which you teased Ooh. a little bit a second ago. And yeah, I really, mean, in kinda... reality, it's been a couple of minutes because of our tangents. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't know, the Will of the Wisps are the little blue spirits in Brave that kind of lead Merida and everything going on. Um, they're spiritual, ethereal beings that represent past lives. They have the appearance of small floating bright blue colored lights and they play an important role in the film as they can lead one to their fate and destiny. And so there isn't really 
a lot of lore from the movie on the Will of the Wisps. There's a little bit of, um, I guess it's kind of lore. Folklore is how that type of stuff is usually said. As explained by the uh, director of Brave, he gives a little bit of an origins for the Wisps. And here are his words. The Will-o'-the-Wisps are in a lot of Scottish folktales. They were said to lead you to treasure or doom, to change your fate. But they're an actual phenomenon of swamp and bog gas seeping up through the earth and interacting with the natural resources to create the blue flames. People would follow these lights thinking they were little fairies, and basically drown or get sucked down into the bogs. We made the Wisps like actual little spirits. They're almost like Marley's ghost in a way, because Marley's ghost isn't an evil spirit, even though he's frightening, he's trying to warn Ebenezer to change his ways. That's what the Wisps are doing. There's a duality to them because they're neither good or evil. They lead Merida into more and more trouble, but in the end, they've led her exactly where she needs to go. Wow, really deep. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, about the natural phenomenon, about the Wisps technically being a thing where they could lead people just into the bog and die. Oh, Yeah. The wisps are 100% real things, and uh, they are not only in England. I'd imagine anywhere that's really a bog, but I know England has really heavy bogs. Yeah, and I think that's why uh, most of the folklore about the wisps comes from England. Right. Because they have such a high amount of such bogginess and swamps yeah they're bogged down by all the bogs they really are you know it's downright boggy i bet you it's also foggy there oh foggy and boggy foggy boggy don't inhale that i've i've heard bugs smell awful though it's just a decaying plant matter and all the other things in the universe that sounds real great makes me want to go to england yeah i mean 100%. you probably just would want to travel at all <laughs> i mean yeah since there's bogs everywhere it would just be also nice not to only be you know stuck in one place forever it seems right now you know maybe one day maybe one day we'll be free from this sin and then we can travel all over the world and see Will of the Wisps because they are all over the world. Ooh. Um, of course, they have different names for all over the place. Um, let's see here. So in Mexico, the brujas or witches... Their folklore explains that the witches can transform into these lights. Oh. And, you know, escape and hide in that way. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, except the brujas are, like, evil. I mean, just, I mean, transforming into a ball of fire and getting away was seemed pretty cool. Not the bad I mean, part. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, another explanation refers to the lights as indicators to places where gold or hidden treasures are buried, which can only be found with the help of children. And they're called the 
Luchas del Dinero or Money Lights or the Luchas del de Tesoro Treasure Lights. Ooh. The swampy area of Massachusetts, known as Bridgewater Triangle, has folklore of ghostly orbs of light. The Fifolet of Louisiana has some wonderful lights, and some legends say that it was the soul of a child who died before baptism. Oh, that's so sad. A little bit. Uh, it shows up in Brazil as the oh boy. Oh, good luck. The Bajtata? Maybe? Is how you pronounce it? Uh, It comes from the old Tupi language and means fiery serpent. Its great fiery eyes leave it almost blind by day, but by night it can see everything. It's fun. It can see everything. Praise on animals and corpses. Whoa. It's so weird that there's so much like like folklore that matches up all around the world. They're like, I've seen that before, but we all have different things for that. Yeah, it's kind of wild how everyone can have the same experience and take something different from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then someone stacked up all the extra stuff, you know? Like, it wasn't just a light that they saw. They also stacked up that it it eats corpses and attacks animals. Well, I mean, they probably saw them do it, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. They saw yeah. the fire going, nom, 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 nom. I mean, one of them actually, like, took their, like, their corpse that they just were, they had. Oh, yeah, they were, they, you know, after murdering, as you do, as you're used to, you yeah. know, PJ, you relate. Uh, and then you, they just throw it near the bog, and then just, like, took up or knocked up some of the bog and somehow started on fire and started eating the corpse shit. And they're like, my man. <laughs> My man. You always got me, Swamp Bog. There's just so many different things from all over. I could go on and on and on. Uh, There's the Marsh Ghost Light, the Alea in Asia. Um, Fishermen of Bangladesh saw it. There's the Chirbati uh, in the Bani Grasslands. And then there's the, like, Min Min light in Australia. And then we've got all the stuff in Europe, which is different between even, like, uh, all the different countries. Between the Danes, Finns, Swedes, Estonians, Latvians, Lithuanians, and Irish people. All the cultures. Yeah. I like how there's, like, real-life lore for this, and then they just incorporated it into the movie. Yeah, and I, I figured... They're like kind of an interesting take in the uh, in the movie that I figured there must be some kind of lore behind them, but there really isn't. And it's more just like real life stuff and that it's real life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am kind of surprised that uh, they went with the wisps. I mean, I guess that's like more of a cute kind of thing for Pixar. When in the Scottish Highlands, the Will of the Wisp is also known as the Spunky. 
the Spunky. Yeah. Where it would take the form of a Link Boy. <laughs> da 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 da! <laughs> yeah, uh, and he comes out and just starts hacking away at people, going, hey, hey, hey. It, it has some sort of magical powers because it's able to get like health and rupees out of long grass. Yeah, and they really just all feared when he would come into their houses and break all their pots. Dude, I, if someone ruined my pot, I would be upset, too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that probably sounds awful. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> A little bit. CJ, fix that. You got it. That probably sounds awful. <laughs> no, uh, don't use that. <laughs> I'm actually coughing. <laughs> when you knock up stuff, actually. Um, so a link boy is actually a boy who carried a flaming torch to light the way for pedestrians in exchange for a fee, hmm. is what they were called. Hmm. It was, but a spunky, uh, was simply a light that always seemed to recede in order to lead unwary travelers to their doom. Uh, the spunky has also been blamed for shipwrecks at night after being spotted on land and mistaken for a harbor light. Other tales of Scottish folklore regard these mysterious lights as omens of death or the ghosts of once living human beings. Uh, they often appeared over locks, which. Let me see here. I wonder how they got so far out there. I'd be very interested in finding exactly how these whiffs actually like get created and then just like are able to go distances, especially over a lock. And if you don't know, a lock is, like, a great body of water. Yeah. Just for people who the don't know. The Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, that's where it gets that name. Um, they also appeared on roads along which funeral processions were known to travel. <laughs> it's probably because there's, like, extra rotting corpses or something in the area. <laughs> yeah, probably. And if you want... Uh, a natural explanation that's actually pretty scientific. I can <gasps> there uh, is give it one? to you. Yeah. Wow. So in modern science, it is generally accepted that will-o'-the-wisp phenomena are caused by the oxidation of phosphine, diphosphane, and methane. These compounds produced by organic decay can cause photon emissions. 
since phosphine and diphosphane mixtures spontaneously ignite on contact with oxygen and air, only small quantities of it would be needed to ignite the much more abundant methane to create ephem- eph- ephemeral. I'm not saying that right. Ephemeral? Sure. Fires. Fire! Uh, furthermore, phosphine, phos- phosphine produces phosphorus pentoxide. This is why I'm not a scientist. <laughs> phosphorus pentoxide as a byproduct, which forms phosphoric acid upon contact with water vapor, which can explain uh, viscous moisture, sometimes described as accompanying ignis fetus. Cool. Or will of the wisp. That's pretty cool. Just yeah. random nature. Imagine if that was just more common. If will the wisps were just everywhere. Yeah, it just you just you just be used to that, like, because I don't I don't know how common it is anymore. If we've just fucked with stuff at this point. Yeah, I don't know if they are still like seen a lot. I mean, maybe. It's the sad thing about uh, becoming more and more uh, technology oriented and changing the climate. So you lose some of the, like, mystical nature stuff. And you can lose nature. Well, I mean, isn't that a uh, trope in a lot of uh, movies nowadays and stories, I should say, where uh, all the fantasy magic is gone from the world because people have moved on to technology and... Destroying nature. Oh, for sure. I that I think that's a pretty heavy thing nowadays. Is it, it's it's a lot of times a metaphor for spending so much time on your phone instead of looking around and experiencing stuff. Is you uh, are more looking down and you lose the magic of the world because you're experiencing it through your phone instead of seeing it for yourself first. Yeah, it really is like an eye-opener to just keep your phone in your pocket sometimes and mm-hmm. just look at the trees and the sit ocean if you're near somewhere it. that you wouldn't normally sit down outside uh, and just, just listen, look. Don't think about your phone or what you need to do. Just, yeah, just enjoy environments for a little bit. Well... On that note, I think we should wrap up the episode so people can go do that. Yeah. Share this episode with somebody that, you know, maybe likes the environment. Or you know that you want to enjoy that moment with somebody. Share that moment with them. Uh, You know, six feet apart. <laughs> For now, anyway. Hopefully, hopefully sometime in the future we don't have to worry about that. But hey, that's a good activity to do right now. And honestly, it might be a little cold out. Uh, just bundle up and still go and do enjoy, enjoy that. You'll hear weird things and see cool things and maybe see some pretty sights. Really, uh, going on winter hikes when it's lightly snowing or after it has just snowed is probably one of the best things out there because it is a kind of silence that you can't experience anywhere else. It's so true. So true. And it definitely well, has like yeah. a different feeling. Oh, yeah. 
and then also having the crunchy snow underneath your feet is kind oh. of a whole different experience too yeah if you enjoyed the episode make sure to like comment and subscribe and uh yeah so message us on our socials make sure to vote for the cheeky nugs it should be oh a couple of more days when you this episode first comes out on monday uh it's for seven days from here on thursday when we record so it should still be up make sure to vote for honey mustard (laughs) and uh yeah message us on our socials and if you just go to twitter you can see a link to all of ours yeah thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next week it's our episode it's not it's not harry potter what (laughs) all right time to relax my taint (laughs) were you clenching the entire time (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> let's let's not find out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Our music was made by my cousins Trevor and Cameron Bartlett. You can find them on Instagram at Trevor Andrew Bartlett and at Cameron Tyler Bartlett. You should also check out their band at We Are Author.